Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, with you today alongside my co-host, as always, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome, sir. How are we? Good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. We're back in Melbourne. We're back in Melbourne after a trek out to Brisbane, which... To put it lightly and put it pretty simply, it was just not worth it. I mean, well, we turned up, but they didn't. I always say... Cause I well, do their lot- flight was delayed. They got there in the, yeah. in the fourth quarter. I always say I do a lot of travelling for, you know, interstate games around the course of the calendar. I always say it's it's always worth it for me going because, you know, winning and losing is part of it. But I can, ha- I, I, I can handle... I, could, I can handle the result from yesterday's game, but I can never handle performances like that. Um, and yeah, as in, let's be honest, Adelaide was a shit show. Ah, sorry, Adelaide was a clusterfuck. <laughs> Brisbane was just a disgrace. Once again, I th- I don't think anyone actually went into the Brisbane game thinking, yeah, I, c- I think we're likely to win this game. But, you know, with what is on the line at the moment over the past fortnight to dish out that rubbish... And the scoreboard flattered Carlton, really. I think at the game, I can only speak for myself, but it felt like we lost by 80 points. Yeah, look, uh, the scoreboard completely flattered us. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got absolutely demolished, outplayed, outworked. Uh, this isn't even a word, but outhungered. Well, by, yeah, oh, for sure. By a team who's just simply better than us. 100%. And, and, and you know, there's a couple of players, I'm not going to, you know, name names at this point of the show, right? Just while we started, but there's a couple of players who I just question whether they care enough. I question, yeah, I question. I'm questioning a lot, Bolt, and especially after some of the um, comments from H tonight on on the couch. It's yeah. just, I'm 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 going to go straight into to my thoughts because, you know, coming into this season, the president of our club, Luke Sayers said that finals is the expectation. Yeah. And we love Luke. He's a great man. I think he is an exceptional leader. I think he's changed the football club. But it was pointed out to me. It was pointed out. I think it was... um, I can't remember who tweeted it. Someone tweeted that, you know, when we were up and about, Luke Sayers was... Heath Buck. Heath Buck. Yeah, I saw it. He was bang on as well. When we were up and about, uh, Luke Sayers was tweeting a lot. He was getting around us. Since we've dropped off, not a single tweet, mm. nothing. Yep. This football club, and I'm sorry to say, and I don't, I'm not in the four walls. I've got no idea what goes on the on in the four walls. This is pure. Um, this is a pure assessment of what I can see happening from outside. So, I, I, for this is my opinion, and I think this is the opinion of most supporters from the outside of what's going on inside. I think I think the club is now just at a point where 
we're we're just too scared to to just acknowledge the downfall. You know, no doubt. H's comments tonight are oh, it's it's a successful season regardless. Mate, come out and just say that if we don't make finals, it's a missed opportunity, it's a major failure, and we're going to do whatever we can to get there next year. Because I tell you what, the supporter base would much more appreciate hearing that than the shit that he dished up well, tonight. Well, I, I just find the comment from Harry Mackay completely disrespectful to your members. As in, Carlton have been turning up in droves of numbers from literally round one all the way through, still turning up in mass numbers, home and away. And for him to sit there on the couch and, you know, we are reading between the lines, but we, we got the vibe of it. It was, you know, it, it feels like the club are resting on their laurels a little bit with what's happened at the front end of the season. And I just think this is a football club that is gassed. We, we are missing key personnel, but this is no excuse right now because they're a win away and they're going to have four cracks at it. And, you know, you know, in, in the bigger picture, missing the finals, you know, might not be the biggest deal. But to our fans, it's a massive deal. It's something that we have been striving for for nearly 10 years and haven't got, and we're right there. We literally have been in the eight since the second night of the season and haven't dropped out. And for him to say it's still a successful year, if we do drop out of that, like, brother, like, like I, I just think it's a slap in the face to us. You know what, it, it's just, I'm pissed off, mate. I'm I, And, you know... I don't want to... This is not just Harry's comments because... No, I think this Harry's comments are more icing on the cake. Yes, correct. Because let's be honest, no matter what Harry said tonight, everyone would have been pissed. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's in a difficult situation. He's in an, in an impossible position. So we appreciate the position that H is in, and this is not an attack on H. This is just the position we're in right now. I just want someone from the football club to come out and be honest. Just say, you know what? We were in a position, we've been in a position all year, and what you've just said, we're in this position where we can finally make finals. If we don't capitalise, it's a massive failure, but it's not the end of the world. We can come back next year. In the grand scheme of things, we've still had a good year. I'd love someone to just come out and say that. Just admit to the fact, it's, just say the truth, because my, my opinion is we still have had a good year. No, we have. And if we miss finals... It isn't the end of the world. But what is the end of the world is when the club come out and try and defend themselves and just pretty much draw crap down the supporters' I I think all you've got to say is we made great progress this year on field, but at the end of the day, we fell below our expectations. Exactly. And and don't don't come out and say, oh, it's still successful. Just say what the supporters want to hear, admit to what's happened, and just say, you know what? It's not good enough, but we're going to do... Because I tell you what, if someone from the club came out and said, you know, it's not good enough, this is unacceptable, but we are going to do everything that we can to ensure that this doesn't happen again, all the supporters would appreciate that. I, I, I just think, you know, with the age demographic of our list, ninth position is not acceptable. You know, this is something, you know, the, the, club, the, the club can't just sit back and go, yep, 12 and 10 had eight wins last year. Like, no one's doubting that they haven't improved because they clearly have improved. But, you know, we're not, we're not playing in the competition to finish ninth. And when really, in the grand scheme of things, we're not even playing in the competition to finish eighth. But it's such a significant checkpoint on such a long journey for the fans that we almost need to see it. I admire something about the Collingwood Football Club. They don't accept rubbish like this. They don't accept failure. They don't accept it. And they are very quick 
to to say it. They're very quick to just come out and say, you know, we had a bad year. You know, last year they made some big changes. They they accepted the fact that last year was just unacceptable, and they and they made it known. I wish our club would just front up and just admit that this has been... And you know what? At the end of the day, we might still make finals. For sure. We could easily win one of our next two and we might be jumping the gun. But, but, no, I, but I think I, it's but still I a worthy it. conversation to have though. Correct. Because this mindset is filtering onto game day as well. No, that's the that, that's exactly what I'm trying to say is that there's still two matches ago and, to go and they're already making excuses. Yeah, no, I agree. It looks like, you know, they're already preparing their own funeral. Yeah, it's just... And we haven't died yet. Um, and it might be a slow death, which... <laughs> Which, you know, some could easily argue is favourable. But, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. Should we get into the players? Yeah. From that sunny afternoon at the Gabba. Um, yeah, gee. It was hot at the footy. It was hot. Just very quickly, they put on a very nice pre-game function at yes. the Australian National Hotel. Have I got that Something right? Something like that, yeah. Across the road from the Gabba. It was awesome to see the great man, Nick Wishart, MC it. He did an exceptional job. Um, Shane O'Sullivan, as always, did a brilliant job, and it was great to hear Matty Allen. And I've compl- it slipped my mind. The other guest speaker, I will, I will think of it. But um, two ex players spoke. Nick Wishart emceed brilliantly. Just got to give some credit there. Apart from the actual performance on field, it was quite an enjoyable pre-match. I bought function. eleven raffle tickets. <laughs> Didn't get one. Didn't even get my color green. <laughs> Come out. Well, green is my unlucky color. You know That's that. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, nah, beautiful pre-match function. I encourage all blue baggers on away days to attend these functions because they put on a ripping, ripping, yeah. um, I went to the two in Perth as well and they were great. Yes. Okay. Um, game day, starting with the back line. And as we sort of said last week, you know, this is just purely judging this match because there were a couple of guys who have had really good years who had really poor days. For so, sure. Uh, we'll kick it off with the man playing his 150th game because I've got some strong comments on yeah. Adam Saad. Well, Saad played a very disrespectful game last week on Ben Keys. And this was even worse in the disrespectful department because this week, rather than him getting the attention, he was tasked with giving Charlie Cameron the attention and gave him absolutely nothing. Mm. The amount of times Charlie Cameron got out the back and... Sadi, he just got so sucked up the ground and he made a couple of horrendous blues coming out. There was that one kick out, which was just so, I think it was in the, gee, was it the, uh, was it towards the end, right on quarter time. And it was just so deflating, but you know, he gave nothing to Charlie Cameron and knowing that Newman's out. Knowing that Williams and Boyd and Stocker, these guys are out, he has to... We talk about personal responsibility. You've got to sacrifice your own game sometimes. If you're going to have eight less kicks, sure. But you are the number one key defender on the day, man. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I just have to be honest and give my thoughts on what I saw out there. And I question... And I could be well off the mark. I'm not within the four walls of the club. I could be talking dribble right now. But from the way that it came across on Sunday, I questioned Adam Gassard's genuine care for the result. Did he care enough to win the match? And he's not a very emotional guy. You know, he can do something which is just absolutely bonkers, ridiculous, unbelievable, and he won't even give a fist pump. 
you know, everyone has a different personality. That's fine. I actually love it. I love the fact that he does these amazing things and he doesn't get that hyped and he doesn't, sometimes he'll do something which is just out of this world and, you know, it's like he's done nothing and he doesn't even celebrate. But I just would have liked to have seen something from him to indicate that he cares on Sunday because it just, you get this, it just comes across like he doesn't really care if we win or lose. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, a bit unfazed. Well, Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's just unfazed. And, and, and he was unfazed it's, on Sunday. It's, it's tough to comment on, but we just need some f- sort of defensive accountability. Yeah. And you know what? We're coming up against Melbourne this week, who once again have a plethora of small to medium small forwards. And it's going to be another week without Newman, Boyd and Williams. So, you know, whether he gets Pickett, whether, you know... I doubt he'll get Fritch, but, you know, it might be Pickett again, who's a very similar type of player they've to, to Cameron. They've got to bring Plowman back. No, I agree. We'll talk about that um, um, next. Waitering. I am confused. How on earth did Jacob Waitering get a coach's vote today? Did he? Yes. Did he not get four kicked on him? Well, no, no, no. He didn't, but... Well, hang on. How many did McSay kick? He was on Danaher. Second half, he was on McStay. Well, McStay did kick four, but I thought he was on Danaher for most of the day. Now, Jacob Wiedering, with all due respect, was nowhere near a coach's vote. One of the top seven players on the ground. Are you serious? Mm. Jacob wiedering has been a shadow of himself for the last five weeks. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not going to use... You know, the, the injury is a... You know, it, it's a surrounding factor, but it's that's not it. He's just completely out of form. Mm. That is what he is. Completely off the mark at the moment. Marchy. I thought Marchbank was one of the very few who could probably hold his head up and say, yep, I did what I needed to do. Yep. No, I'll agree with that. I, I I've actually, can't, you know, can't, I've can't actually, say much. I know he's only played twice, but you know, I've never been a massive, massive rap on Marchbank just because of his... You know, I always thought his non-ability to defend one-on-ones, but I've been very impressed over his first two games this year. I think he's really nailed that defensive side of his game in one-on-one aerials. I actually think he's become way more reliable. Um, and, yeah, uh, he'll be a mainstay. I don't think he'll leave the team. Yep. Uh, McGovern. Another one that I think can hold his head up, you know, high. I thought McGovern... You know, he got his hands on the footy a bit more. I thought he had he asserted some control in the back half of the ground and he, his field kicking is always really nice. I thought McGovern was quite good. I thought he was a positive. Yeah, uh, I can agree with that as well. I thought McGovern was definitely... He was probably our best on on the day, maybe yeah, behind Cripps. Um, oh, who do we... Oh, Lewis Young. Well, I've been starting a little bit of a... Not an army, but, uh, you know, I've been pretty vocal in how I've been pretty off him of late. And I'm pretty confident that will be his last game of the home and away season. I think coming up against Melbourne and Collingwood the next two weeks, which have very little big overhead tall forward threats, I think he is officially redundant. What I will say is I liked what I saw at the end of the match when the siren went. What did you see? Well, he was completely distraught. Oh, as in, that's great. And I didn't see it from a lot of our boys. I saw a couple of them sort of... I mean, we were gone. It was We were never going to win. 
So going into that last quarter, so they would have known, but I still saw that, you know, he was shattered with the loss and he probably knew he had an off day and just, but yeah, he was, he was terrible. And let's be honest, you know, we've, we were a massive rap for him. I thought his first half of the year, I thought he was really good up until about round, basically when Weedering's come back. Yeah. Since Weedering's come back, he has just been... He had comp- one good game without Weedering against St Kilda. But the Richmond game was... Oh, Christ almighty. And he's just been... Nah, he was pretty... I thought he was good against Frio. Yes. He was. And and Weedering didn't play that, did no, he? No, no, you're right. But I, I just... I have not been impressed with Lewis Young in the slightest the last you know month or so. Yeah, no. I um, and and I just and I just think going forward, I think Marchbank will be the number two. Yeah, no, and I think you know he's definitely as in you know been Jack, better as in Jack Silvani ended the game playing Lewis Young's role. They literally switched. It was that unplayable at one stage. Yeah, no, we were just getting absolutely smashed. You know, because the last couple of weeks we're getting smashed. You know, if I don't know if you've noticed, but the last two weeks has actually been a lot of. You know, the, the game started yesterday at the Gabba. There were a lot of repeat stoppages inside Brisbane's forward 50. Mm. You know, boundary throw-ins, ball-ups. And the same thing happened with Adelaide. We've actually got playing Young, Wiedering, and McGovern. And then yesterday, plus Marchbank. There's absolutely no ground presence on the... Yeah. And Brisbane had nine tackles inside their 50 yeah. at halftime. We had yeah, one. Well, that's, a, that's a lot. And, and, and it shows. As in, the ball wasn't coming out because we just had... You know, we were just literally too tall. And we were too... Like, you know, these guys... You know, it's just not helping the cause. And, you know, we're coming up against Collingwood and Melbourne who aren't massive... I, I thought Young had to play because Brisbane are so tall. Yeah. We're coming up against small forward lines. I just think his time might have run out for now. Nunes wasn't really, I mean, yeah, in I the defensive half, but... Yeah, I didn't see a lot of Nunes. Yeah, an off day for Nunes. Um, there's really nothing to say there. Moving into the midfield, um, and I guess we'll start with Cripps because we'll speak about the suspension. Yeah. Um, no, I thought Cripps was good. Thought he had a pretty good game, to be honest. I, yeah, I, I thought he was, I thought he was our best on alongside McGovern, and you know what? Bloody oath, I loved what he did. Not because he injured someone, because you don't love that, but I loved that. You know. Firstly, he had his eyes on the ball. I don't, you know, no one ever intends on injuring anyone, but I think Cripps got unlucky there. The positioning, just everything happens in a split second on the ground. I don't think he intended on doing that. Um, But I love that he upped his ferociousness and he upped his aggressiveness and attack on the ball. And to me, that was just a clear sign of just frustration. He let his guard down for a split second. Is that not stupid though? Well, you know what? To let your guard down like that? Did it for a split second. Because now we're the ones that are paying the price for it. I can't have a go at him for that bolt. You know, his, his, his teammates but you, were... But no, we can't justify that by saying <clears> he's <throat> let his guard down because he was frustrated, so it's okay. He let his guard down for a split second. I think it's unlucky what happened. And I think that I I, I'm not going to sit here and have a go at him for... I'm not having a go up, at him. No, no, no. But... I'm not going to sit here and... And have a knock at him for upping his intensity and his aggressiveness and everything. Because but, but, but there's a line. Well, he crossed and, the and line. Now, but you know, and, and now he's you know he's rubbed out. But for that a couple did of spur weeks. us on for the next four, five to ten minutes, did it not? But great, it's now hindered us for the next fortnight. 
Yeah, so, I well, do we think he'll get off? Do we think it'll get oh, reduced I, I, to a week? I was pretty confident he'd get two weeks. As in, let's break it down in terms of how it's graded. It's definitely careless. Yeah. No one's doubting that. Eyes on the ball, I guess they could argue. Well, it's it's, it's got to be careless. Okay, yep. I, I can't see how it's not. And it's for me, it's obviously high contact. So, yep. I think it comes down to the impact. It was graded as high impact, which is a fixed two-week suspension. Yeah. I think the... I, I, personally, I see it. They can... The scope to get him off, or not get him off, but to reduce the sentence, is you can argue medium impact, and he gets a week rather than two. How do they How do they bring the Willy Rioli situation into well, it? Because yeah, he got off for doing worse than what Cripps did. What was worse about it? Well, the result of the injury was worse. But no, but that's where. We, no, but hang on. But, I, but, don't, but don't we want things to be judged on the act rather than the outcome? No, we. I'm all for because I think if if um if Archie yep. had not got injured there, yep. nothing would have happened. He wouldn't. Oh, got, I disagree. I disagree. As I, we there's, can't. Have, like, there's that's, far too that's many. That's not suspension. part of the game anymore. That's not part of the game anymore. I just think that. The verdict is always, you know, as a result of the injury, if that makes sense. An injury can dictate a verdict. Yeah. And I don't think that should be the case. But what I'm saying is, it is the case. But, so... And Rioli, so the Rioli saying, situation, Rao was worse injured I think, than... I think the Rioli injury was wrong. So, I actually don't think that's a relevant thing to show. Yeah, but I'm saying he got off. Yeah, but I, I think it's wrong. So, I'm saying for Cripps, as in, I, it's very hard to argue that it wasn't careless... That it was obviously high contact. Well, what did West Coast argue? Well, they were saying he had a reasonable right to go the bo- to go at the ball. Hence, it wasn't rough conduct. So that's what it might come down to for Carlton. Well, that's what they've got to argue then. Well, they, and then they will. And he had complete eyes on the they ball. Will, and, and they will argue that. And I'm sure they'll get the time frames. You know the they'll they'll you know what's the word? They'll slow down the speed. I'll get it in slow mo. And I'm sure that's what they'll do. But for me, as in, I, I don't think. I can't sit here and say I'm flabbergasted he got two weeks because no, 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 it fits I'm not the at bill. All. I'm not at all. And I think he deserves two weeks. I'm just saying. And I, I, I'll just say that again. I completely... It's a fair result. It's completely fair. But I'm just looking at the other similar Well, yeah. And, and that's comparison. what Carlton will do. Because I, I always thought he was either going to get two or zero. And I think I wrote that this morning in a group. I think it'll either be two or zero. Um, and, you know, let's, the AFL's got a pretty harsh stance on protecting the head. Yeah. So, you know, you can't say, I, I, I can't sit here and say I'm shocked that he got two weeks because we can't have, you know, that can't, things like that shouldn't be a thing. Mm. So, he's, so he's good. Yeah, look, we'll speak about next week in a minute, but our midfield's going to read pretty grim. Uh, let's move on. Chera. Yeah, he was okay. Eh, nor here, nor there for me. He was okay. Um, Cottrell. Didn't do a heap, did he? As in... How does this keep happening? Well, I said it... I might have said on the Twitter spaces rather than the podcast last week that they would be negligent not to go with Lockie Neal. And he was... Like, Lockie Neal was clearly the best player on the ground. And, like... It's it's a proven <clears throat> recipe of beating Brisbane. You clamp down on Lockie Neal. And there's just nothing. And you know, Cottrell should have been the man for that. Um, I didn't think... Yeah, I thought Cottrell was a bit neither here nor there. He didn't really piss me off. He wasn't great. No, I agree with that. Um, Fisher. Well, Fisher, you know, I think we've always described him as the barometer. Mm. Fisher, 
Fisher looks good when we're good and looks crap when we're crap. And yep. unfortunately, that's what <clears> happened. <throat> and when we were flying in the last quarter, so was he. As in, I think I don't. I think Fisher. I think Fisher goes through the motions a lot. Mm. Dow. Oh, it's good to see my friend again. What's been, it? Been ten long weeks, and I wish it never happened. It had to happen. I thought he'd be picked. I actually wanted him to be picked because there was no one else to really play. He was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. Well, There's, you know what? And we've got to say we lost Kennedy and Hewitt weren't playing and they are literally the grunt players of this team they are the get on your knees they are the workman like midfielders on our side and Paddy Dow is just not that I don't know what Paddy Dow is because you know I keep getting blasted for having a really strong opinion on Paddy Dow but I'm not being proven wrong at any point and you know people say he hasn't got the opportunity well there's a reason why he's not getting the opportunity because every time he gets an opportunity he's nowhere near the mark Um, he'll probably play next week again just because there's no one else I agree with you he will play next week but uh, but I can't defend a performance like that it was terrible no it was it was just yep no the only way of describing that is to really say he played crap on the day yep just straight up crap um it's really disappointing. It sort of reminds me of Petrovsky's season last year when he was sort of... The supporters wanted him to get an opportunity. And we keep trying to find excuses for these people. Like, not everyone is a star. Like, we, like every club has players that just aren't up to it. And unfortunately, Paddy Dow is not up to it. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, he's, I think he's triggered another year. Is that is that Who? Dow? Is that what happened? Yeah, I think, or he re-signed. He, he's contracted till next year. But, you know, I w- you, you'd have to say that he would want to be looking at other opportunities elsewhere. I don't think... At this, for his sake. I think at this point in time, it's not going to benefit him or the club staying around. No doubt. He'd have to have an incredible match next week and he'd then have to back it up against Collingwood. He'd have yeah. to... He'd have to finish the season with two incredible performances well, to a, change my mind. Well, there's going to be a big void that's there to be filled in this side in a huge two weeks for the club there's your opportunity man um Setterfield um yeah well let's just cut to the chase here Setterfield was absolutely woeful it was you know what it's pretty comical I was literally about to use that word I'm going to take you back to the first quarter when you know we're please a goal, don't we're please a, we're, don't we're a goal down Setterfield has the ball in a paddock on the far wing it would have been on the broadcast side and just a complete turnover and for me that is just backwards as in Setterfield Setterfield's not up to it really um, Setterfield is at best a depth player and you know what that's depth we don't really want to be using but once again with the personnel issues at the moment, it is depth that we might have to use again. But, you know, Setterfield was... He's so far away at the moment, it's scary. Um, Who are we missing in this midfield? O'Brien. O'Brien. It was better from O'Brien this week. You know what? He's, as you mentioned before about Marchbank, he's probably one of very few who can leave the ground saying... He left it all out there. Yeah. Not sure if he can... Not sure if anyone can hold their head up high, but, you know, he... He... 
he showed a lot of intent. He put his body on the line over and over again. He he played his role to the best of the of his ability. He couldn't have done a whole lot yeah, more no, in the his day. His kicking was on point this week. Um, no, he was much better. And I just think in a game like that, there's only so much a player like him could do, and I think he did what he could. Yep. Um, the Ruckman? <clears throat> the Ruckman, well. It's back in inverted commas. And in my books, the inverted commas never left. So I'll just say this. Silvani was dropped last week. Yep. Pitonet was managed this week. Yep. All it's, good things come in three. We've seen two of the possible three combos. Yep. It's now time to see the third. Let's do our due diligence and see it. Because let's be honest, and I wouldn't be surprised. I actually think Jack Silvani himself looks completely gassed. I think Silvani is exhausted, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tom DeConning's in the same boat. But Oscar McInerney absolutely killed him. Yeah, I mean, destroyed Abs- him. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We're up against Max Gorn this week, and I've got fear for the young boy if he plays that game. Um, As in, the thing with DeConning is, it's another week of only, you know, there's just no aerial presence around the ground. You know, a Ruckman has to be offering that. You know, he's taken two marks for the game. Let's go into the forward line. It's not good enough. But yeah, it'll be interesting what they do with the rucks, the forwards. Um, I'll start with Charlie because I think he's one of a few forwards who can say, had a dirty day, still hit the scoreboard, can probably leave saying, yep, I contributed. Yeah, it was just, you know what, the service coming to them was absolutely crap. Yeah, I mean... You know, the, the, the forward line, <clears throat> we you know, bar that 15-minute frenzy in the last quarter, we never looked like scoring when we had the ball. I, yeah, it was... I, I can't tell you a situation where I thought Charlie, you know... Lowered his colours yeah, in the contest? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was just the delivery was terrible. He had no opportunity. His leading was fine. There wasn't anything wrong with that. I just think he was just let down by his midfield on the day. Yeah, it was... and and you know what? H was probably as well, and H had a dark day. H yeah. had a really dark day, but you know, <laughs> what can we expect from these two when the delivery is just that bad? I agree. There is a thing that Mackay does look way more hopeless when he's off than Kerno. Well, I think it is simply. I don't know what it is. You know but... what? It, you know what it is. I think Kerno has a side to his game where he can get the ball on the ground. Yeah, it's and, exactly what it is. And Mackay can't. Yeah, Mackay's out of the contest once so, he hits the ground. Yeah, and Kerno kicks a lot of goals out the back. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I thought Motlop was absolutely sensational. Yeah, I'm not going to use the word sensational, but I once again, I think he's really progressing. I think there's there's an intent to create and contribute. And he kicked another two goals yesterday. And you know what? He's he's actually getting much busier around. He's actually yeah. You know he actually had Starcevich standing with him for most of the day, who's, who who I think is the best shutdown defender in the game. Um, he, I, I'm I I will use the word sensational because I don't think there was much opportunity for him either. But he did what he could. He took an exceptional mark. It was an incredible mark, body on the line. Um, he kicked an awesome goal. He's he's slowly becoming one of my. Um, favorite players to watch and yeah I thought he was awesome yesterday look it's looking like a really good snag at 27 or whatever mm. it was so yeah he's no I didn't think he'd see a lot of footy this year but he's he's had he's had a great season 
He's had a, he's, he's had a great second half of the year. Oh, he's been great. Uh, I think he has exceeded all ex- you know you'd be he's exceeded all expectations for me. And I've always said, and I've probably said it on this show before, but I think, I think, the good small forwards in this competition are good from day one. Yeah. There's very few who are, who start slowly yeah. and come good. And he's one. Well, he's not just, even necessarily good. They look competent. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He just, with a small forward, you can see if they've got it or not from yeah. very early. Yeah. Um, Durden came on. Shouldn't have been the sub. I mean. Strange. You, hold on. Let's talk fit, about. Hold, you, on, yeah. hold on. Hold on. You know what? I don't, want, I don't want to talk about team selection because this is just going to get me really Pause. pissed off. So Corey Durden was subbed out of the Adelaide game with a shoulder issue. We thought he popped it out. Or what was the word Dwayne used last Subplexed. week? Subplexed. Ah, yes. Dr. Dislocated. Do- Do- Dr. Dwayne Russell. Um, now, Corey Durden, you know what? He hasn't been playing great footy. But I don't know if that's someone we use as the subs. You know, they, they say he's... In, they actually said in the injury report he's injured. Mm. And they he was named in the squad on Thursday night. Then named as the substitute. Mm. Just strange. As in, that's not doing him any benefits. Kicked a beautiful goal, though. Could be Shit. one of the goals of the year. Oh, that was a great goal. We had the perfect view yeah, for we, it as yeah, well. Yeah, we did. Saw it slide in. Um, yeah, it would be It was Betts-like. It was. But yeah. And then he's made Owies. Well, Owies... Owies was... I've been given the microphone here. Owies was terrible. <laughs> I'm not... Hang on. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's, there's two moments that spring to mind for me. The first quarter again, it was... Brisbane might not have kicked a goal at this point in the game. It was that early. We were out. I think it was Mackay running towards goal. Always had it on center wing. And when you've got your big full forward running towards the goal into space, you kick it over the top so they can run into space, get the ball, kick a goal. Footy basics. He instead went for this little hit up which was just completely chopped off and intercepted and bang. He went on for it for about 10 minutes. Yeah, and I tend... Because, like, errors like that just should not be happening. That is... It's schoolboy stuff. And then the second quarter, we kicked three goals. We're 18 points down in the second quarter. Okay, you can see the light. Always is having a shot from, what, 25 out at an angle to put us, you know, back to 12 points. And, like, I know everyone misses a set shots. But buddy, like you gotta take the moment. You're a small forward. You get limited opportunities. Hit the scoreboard. Kick a goal. We're two goals down. We've kicked four in a row. Game changes like that. Mm. It's in. And he did it fucking last week against Adelaide when he ran in and missed as well. Uh, it's just very costly, you know. And we talk about Motlop taking his limited opportunities. These guys have to be everything. These guys touch in the forward thirty-five has to be gold. Mm. That is just. It's not going to cut it in the long run. Yeah, I think my... I'll just say this. I know he's... You know, he was missed when he was out. And he's... I actually think he's a good player. But he he just can't take his opportunities in the big moments. And he... He gets he gets a big chance every week. Every week he has a chance That's in a big sets point apart of the game. The really good and the really you know average small forwards. I agree, and you know what? Two weeks in a row now missing chances like that, and it's not the first time he did it. He's done it a lot this year. Let's be honest. Um, but there have been I'll give it to him. There have been moments where he has taken those half chances. No, I agree, and and, and, and as I said when I started this little round, he's a good. I think he's a good player. I actually do think he's. I think he's a good player, but. 
just the last two weeks, he just it's hasn't taken night- his chances. It's been a nightmare. I think every Carlton supporter would have watched that set shot and gone, this is so not going in. Mm. You could just feel it. Um, whilst we're on the topic of a rant, I think this is going to be the rant. Jack Martin came back into the side for the first time since the Richmond game. And I'll put it to you this way. We'll speak about his injury in a second because he got subbed off again. Jack Martin, in my books, is officially mystery relevant. He is irrelevant on game day. Is he not? You let me know when you want me to get going, mate. What does he do? Like, I, I, I am so confused by Jack Martin right now. He actually doesn't offer anything of significant benefit where it's like, yeah, this guy should be playing every week. He's a depth player as well. He really is. As in, Durden's going to come in ahead of him, you'd assume. I, I just think Jack Martin is he's living in no man's land right now. And he's just, you know what, he's just not up to it. And whether it's his body letting him down or it's confidence, I don't know. But, you know, we can only judge on what we're seeing on the weekends. And what we've seen on the weekends from Jack Martin in season 2022 has been nothing short of, like, it's been nothing short of not good enough. It's It really hasn't been. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a real tough one because I saw in his first year at the club what he was capable of. And that that's what's actually really pissing me off here. And I saw it at the Gold Coast. There's, there is an elite AFL player in there somewhere. I don't know if that guy's buried or not, but somewhere in there, there is an elite AFL footballer. I, I think he is, when he gets going, and the best footy he's played in his career is capable of being elite. And he didn't have a good year last year. He hasn't had a good year this year. But Sunday for me was the last straw. That is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Some hard conversations need to be had here. If his body is done, if he's... Because I do not want to see him again this year. We won't. We won't. He, he won't if get his, back in time. If his body is done, and this is brutal, this is harsh. But if his body is done then it is in everyone's best interest interest to pay him out and say sayonara. Yeah. I, because, I, I can't you know, disagree. because you know what? I really, and I'll say it again, his best is amazing. And I think he, him continuously playing and continuously getting subbed off and just playing terribly is just going to make people remember him as a shit footballer. As a list clogger. And... I, I don't think he's a shit footballer. And if his body is done, what's the use of going on? Well, he can't get any continuity. Is this what, his third or fourth soft tissue injury for the season? Mate, I've lost count. I'm just... I, I, I honestly think the conversation has to be had. They need to sit down with him at the end of the year and say, look, you got subbed off how many times this year? Was it three times? I can tell you, I keep track of it all on my phone. So how many games has he played? Because... I would say that he's been able to get through under five games this year. Um, he. Hold on. How many times has he played and not been subbed off? Give me a sec. Because I think they need. He played s- round one, then he got COVID. 
Then he was the sub in round three and he came on 30 seconds to go. So he's played one. He came in for round four. He played round five. That's three. He played round six. That's four. He played round seven. That's five. Then he got subbed off in round eight. Went out of the team. And that was in round eight. Only came back in round 13. He played. Then the very next week got subbed off. Came back this week, which was which was seven weeks later and got subbed off again. So he's played six games this year without getting subbed uh-huh, off. Yeah, it hasn't been many. Now, I would say to him, if I'm at the football club, I'm saying, Jack, you've been able to get through six games this year. Where's your body at? And is it this, hasn't looked great in those games either. Is this is this just an un, a really unfortunate case of your body being done? Or is this a thing where you need to work a little bit harder and rehab a bit better and train better, whatever it is, a conversation needs to be had because it's enough. It is absolutely enough. And if his body's done, and I really hope it isn't because could you imagine what it would do to our team if Jack Martin had a good up preseason and came back next year, the player that he used to be? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be it would add the biggest layer to our team no, that you've ever seen. There's no doubt about it. It would be a revelation and, for this and, football and club. And that's why. Because he's that good when he's going. And, and the reasons you've just given at the back end, given his contract, are the reasons why he will be there next year. But I agree. A conversation <laughs> does need to be had. And... Yeah, there's the injury rehab conditioning side to it. But the last two years on field have been nowhere near a level where they should be. And that conversation needs to have. He will be there in 2023. He will be there. Unless he wants out on his terms. But I don't think the club will be pushing him out. But that conversation does need to have where, mate, you know, you wanted to come to Victoria. You wanted your big paycheck. You wanted your big contract. You wanted to play some good footy in Victoria. Well, let's bloody play some good footy in Victoria. Yeah, I just think he's he's it's this is the one that just it gets to me because I rate him so highly when he gets going, but we haven't seen it, and I want that conversation to be had because if his body's done, well then it need they need to just shake hands and say here's your money, let's cut the last two years of your contract, we'll pay you out, free up the spot for a youngster because yeah, um, it's really it's really disappointing. That's what it is. I can't even get angry because it's just. Yeah, it's just disappointing. Um, and Silvani. So we didn't so, really expand on Sauce. Uh, you know what? Sauce was Mr. Fix-It on Sunday. Yeah. They, he played everywhere. Yeah, he did. He played in the forward line. They had him on the wing. He then played in the full back. You know... Yeah. I, I just think he looks out on his feet. Yeah, he's gassed. But you know what? Can't say a bad word about him. I don't, I don't think he played badly on Sunday. Well, did he play well enough to hold his spot? Well... No one knows, mate. No yep. one knows except for the match committee. Yep. Uh, and that is it. Thank God. <laughs> that is player analysis done. Bolt, if you have any, what were your votes? Shit, I haven't even given this any thought. <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah, please do. McGovern 3. Oh, we did miss a player. We didn't speak about Sam Doherty. Oh, true. Or Sam Walsh. Missed some of the... T- oh, gee, we've missed... <laughs> Miss some of the two big dogs. Two of the, okay. Well, Walsh, nor here nor there for me, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it, he wasn't damaging in the slightest. And Doherty was the exact same. He, You know what? Doherty had a really bad kick. Yes. That was really bad. Yes. I don't think Doherty was 
great. I don't think he was bad. I it think was it- slightly better than last week, but it's nowhere near where it needs to be. Yeah. No, it's, there's a reason that we forgot them. It was very forgettable it's, matches. Well, they shouldn't be forgettable people, though, but no. here we are. Um, that is the 22 analysed. I'm giving McGovern three votes. He gets it over Chris uh, Cripps by a whisker. Cripps gets two, and I'm giving Jesse Motlop a vote for a sensational mark, a sensational goal, and another game where he went till the final siren. I've actually got no fucking idea. I've got no idea. This is like a process of elimination. God. I reckon I know who who you'll give one vote to. I'm going to go Crips 3, McGovern 2. I don't know. Oh, this is... It was two players for me that were eligible, really. Well, you... I'm not... I wasn't thinking Motlop for a vote. I I don't even know. I... For me, the two that were eligible were O'Brien yeah. and Motlop. Oh, I thought you were going to say O'Brien. I thought Marchbank was okay as well. Yeah, true, Mark. Yeah. I'll give it to Marchbank, but I don't want... I, you know, this this is probably the worst standard 3-2-1 votes I've given all year. Um. Okay. That is it for player analysis. So that was the... Um, yes. Yeah, so... We're back in Melbourne for the final two weeks of the season. Mm. And it's the same thing that we've had the last two weeks. Winning, we're in. Are they good enough to win? I'm not sure. Are the Bulldogs bad enough to lose one of their games? I'm not sure. We'll just have to see. Um, so the VFL team had a bye. Can we just confirm? Yeah. Sorry. If the Bulldogs lose this week, are we in no matter what? Yeah, but it won't be... Yeah, it means the Bulldog... If the Bulldogs lose this week, they can't make the finals. So then we're in. But then there's St Kilda. So if St Kilda and the Bulldogs both lose this week, we're in. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it. If St Kilda and the Bulldogs both do lose this week, I think they need to rest quite a few of these guys because if we are going to go into a finals campaign, you've named a few. I think the whole team's gassed. Oh, well- <laughs> Do we want to go into a finals campaign off the back of four losses in a row? It's going to make no difference, is it? No, no difference. Um, all right, Bolt. I'm not sure if it's going to be a finals campaign. I feel like it's going to be... If it, is, if it does happen, I feel like it'll be a finals hello and then a quick goodbye. Well, But you never know. You just got to be there and you never know. You never know. If you get yourself there, you never know. And I actually back the boys to be able to win a match. I don't back us to be able to win a match against one of the big dogs because we've had our pants pulled down by all of them, basically. But if we were to play a team like Collingwood or if we were to play a team like possibly Fremantle, who we've beaten, you know... If I've we- gone through the scenarios. And if we do fall in, I fear it's going to be either Brisbane away, Melbourne, or Sydney away. So you take Sydney out of those three. Yes. And you never know. You just never know. Um, my phone's dead, as as it was last week. So you might have to be the narrator again for oh, Twitter yes. questions. Um, VFL had a buy this week. I keep so... getting the shit Twitter questions on bad weeks. Well, hang on. Do you want to give me your phone and I'll be the narrator? Yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. <laughs> Hands it over, mate. I know there's no time zone difference in Brisbane, but I feel jet lag. <laughs> 
I'm just exhausted. The last couple of weeks, the Adelaide drive and then straight to Brisbane. Well, the Premier League started this the, weekend, yeah, the so Premier we had League very little back. sleep. Yes. All right. Um, Damon Mule, the great man. Good luck choosing a 3-2-1 this week. <laughs> Clearly still a mile off from being a contender. He called it. Literally, it was a raffle. Um, Tim W., Another great man. Is durability of a footballer completely overlooked in recruiting? Sorry, is durability of a footballer clearly overlooked in recruiting? Have we just too have we just too many on our list that aren't durable? Yes, they come back, but it disrupts cohesion, takes time for them to hit their straps. So many changes in the second half of the year has hurt us. I agree. We haven't had a week yet where we've had no change in the entire season. I think there's only been one week of the 20 games where we've only made one change as well. So yeah, the cohesion has been disrupted the entire season. In terms of when you're recruiting and you're looking at the durability of a player, I'm sure it is a consideration, but it's so hard to know how durable someone's going to be when they're playing full-time at the top level. But yeah, yeah. Jimmy Faz, should I sell my firstborn to the devil if he promises us a flag? (laughs) We Um, couldn't ask that of you, Jimmy. Because I don't even trust the devil that he could no, deliver us a flag. I'll ask it. <laughs> Trade away. Um, MP, we lose the next two games. It means we've won four more than last year, and that's it. Did we get ahead of ourselves early in the season? Was it the old new coach shackles off? Is it the coach's box not having answers? The last two weeks feels no different to 2021. Why are we regressing now? Yeah, they're right. Yeah, they're right. The last two weeks have felt a lot like those David Teague games where it's like just continually let down by piss weak performances when there's an opportunity there. And this has been a way bigger opportunity than what we ever had under David Teague. Um, we have been let down. And look, I think the Richmond game in particular was a game where it looked like they were drinking their own bathwater in the lead up to the game. They were 9-3, and three, flying. What could go wrong? And it's just, it's just been a haphazard second half of the year really Lock Eggs says what channel is the Commonwealth Games on well Lock unfortunately it's about to end but it's on the 7 network get around it because it's certainly better viewing than what we dished up on the weekend Nick Webb says why is this group mentally weak well H's chat on on the couch tonight just that just screamed of a loser mentality and I feel I fear that that might be ingrained in the club how we get rid of it I don't know that's their job uh, but I can absolutely agree that from the outside, they have a weak mentality. That's what it comes across like. Yep. Um, this is an interesting one. Rob A says, could you please do a very more in-depth analysis of our bottom five on the day? Also, how could we draft or poach replacements for these bottom five? Really seems as though we are lacking in areas, especially when our starts when our stars are held back. Okay. Well, I think the bottom five on the day, correct me if you think differently, but I think it would have to be Dow, Setterfield. Yep, yep. I think on the day, Owies. Yep. Um, I would say on the day, Tom DeConning. Yep. And I would also say on the day, probably chucking Jack Nunes. I would say on the day, that's correct. I think Cottrell could also get in there. Yep. Um, on the, we're speaking about on okay, the day let's only. take the conning out of this and let's put Cottrell in it's just yeah. the bottom five generally yeah I think let's that's say. about it yep um, um, and, and you know what it's as simple as in the games where those guys have played well we've been winning you could, the Fremantle game is the perfect example no one was outstanding 
but everyone contributed to a well-oiled machine that day. Also, we just had a better bottom five on the field. Like yeah. Dow and Setterfield went yeah. there. Um, yeah. But, you know, what do we have to do to, you know, kind of up that? Look, there are massive, you know, you as in... We've got them within the four walls of the club. You know, you've got your Kennedy, you've got your Williams, you've got your Newman, you've got Hewitt. You've got these guys that are in the side. But yeah, as in the depth has to be better. Andrew Del Pozzo, Del Pozzo says, shouldn't have dropped Plowman, especially with Newman out. We shouldn't have dropped Pitonet, especially since we gave him a premature run in a game that we didn't need him. And we shouldn't have thrown down Dow into the fire, especially when we haven't trusted him all year. Now, well, I agree with the first point. We shouldn't have dropped Plowman. No, we shouldn't have. Uh, I think we should have dropped Pitonet, you know, and, and let's, no, I, let, I let's thought... speak about what Tim Clark said at the pre-match function. Yes. Because he did say that Pitonet was not fit enough. He said he was 80% last week. Yep. Did we really drop Jack Silvani for an 80% Pitonet? It hurts my brain. Now, I don't, don't want to... You know, I don't want to. Don't know if we, you know, should be saying that publicly. I don't know what. Oh, he I said mean, it at a public you know, function. He said it at a public function, but that to me is a bit of a. You wouldn't red want, flag. You wouldn't want the media getting hold of that. No. Um, and because yeah. that's really bad. No, I, I thought it was what the right. The fuck are they doing playing an eighty oh, percent pin in it? Was, Adelaide was just an absolute shit show on all accounts. But I agree. I, I agree that. You know, coming into the game, I didn't think Plowman would be dropped, and I thought Pitonet would be. So I agree with him on those two. And look, I thought Dale would play. I just, you know, just on the basis that who else was there to play, really, to fill a Kennedy Hewitt void? Luck says that, and boy, do we need a bit of luck. Luck says that injury hurt, injuries hurt, but we overcame them early in the year, so why not now? Selection. If Dirds was good enough for the sub, why not start him? What did Motlop do in the twos last week to earn a spot this week? I suppose we didn't have much to choose from. Well, I'm going to start off by saying injuries did hurt us in the front half of the year, but we had a lot more depth available and we had better depth available than we do now. The other thing is the injuries only really hit us in the back line. Yep. Now they're hitting us everywhere. Yep. We've got missing personnel in the midfield with not much depth. Yep. Swapping Kennedy and Hewitt for Dow and Setterfield. I mean... The writing's on the wall before the match even starts. It's it's not even Setterfield. It's like Fisher's become a permanent midfielder. And he's not a permanent midfielder. He was so good when he was pinch hitting in the midfield. For sure. Um, So, yeah, I think the fact that the injuries are now everywhere is hurt. And and you know what? We do do probably need to acknowledge that we have been slammed by injuries. We have, but I don't like using it as an excuse because these players have to be performing better. I don't care who you are. Damien Birmingham. And also, in terms of that Corey Durden comment, I agree. If he's... Good enough to be the sub. He's good enough to play. I agree. Damien Birmingham says, Where to from here? Trying to find a team that will beat Melbourne given injuries, form, and possible suspension is asking to solve the Da Vinci Code. Near on impossible. Not sure what combination can get it done. I don't think there is a combination that get it done. Uh, If we beat Melbourne with Crips out, with all these outs, assuming no one comes back, uh, it'll be one of the best wins that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Reese Waite. Uh, Nudge says, what are we going to do about the wing position because Setterfield can't play there? Well, hopefully there are some players available in the trade period because I don't think we've got much on our list right now no, that no. can accommodate. Yeah, Setterfield's not up to it. Um, 
Frank Casser says, which old wise heads can we get into the team next year? Preferably two. Well, I heard this on the radio. They were speaking about how, you know, Birchall and Hodge brought this, you know, maturity and they set these standards at Brisbane. Maybe we need one of those types. Maybe we do. I don't know what position. I'd be more inclined to say you don't want it to be a winger because you need, like, you wouldn't want to bring, apart from the fact that he plays from Collingwood, you wouldn't want to be bringing, like, a side bottom into this team because it's just, you can't afford to have a slow passed at winger. I feel we don't. I, th- re- I think usually the back half of the ground's preferable, but we don't. Because really, they organise you, they set you up. We don't really need a halfback flank. Yeah, we don't. Well, the one that's been coming up is Jeremy McGovern. Well, yeah, that's that's an old see, that wise take. head. Yeah, Peter Carrick. I didn't expect us to win, but to be so comprehensively outplayed for three quarters was disappointing. Then to get back in the game, what does it mean? Do we need to throw all caution to the wind for the last two weeks? Yeah, we do. There's, there's, they have to. There should be nothing left in the tank in a fortnight's time. You know, everything, everything has to be thrown at Melbourne and Collingwood. Get us over the line. Get the week off, and hopefully, as unlikely as I think it really is, hopefully they're playing a final. Yeah. Um. Brady Park says, I'll start off by saying that that was really tough to watch. We're still young and learning systems. When Voss went to the bench, we looked more in the game than any other stage. Should he coach from there against the D's next week? Do you think it helps at all? I'm not sure. It's just hard to comment from the stands, but maybe he will. I did notice him go to the bench, though. Um, Yeah. You know what? I'd like to see it. He's a tough nut. He sets standards. I'm not questioning his standards that he set. Maybe he needs to go to the bench. Maybe, yeah. I'm just not... Players wouldn't want to do something bad, run off the field and be fronted with that. Yeah. Um, your code, please, sir. Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. Next question. Um, and, and Liam Bennett replied to that and said, that's a seriously good call. So I do like it. Um, Bibby Bennett says... Harder to crack my phone code than the Da Vinci code. <laughs> Says anyone to bring in from the VFL next week, preferably about six guys that will have a crack when the game is up for grabs. Uh, well, we didn't play this week. It's tough. So you said Lockie Fogarty got injured. Yeah, he pulled out of the oh, extended of course, squad. One that we don't get told about. Yep. Um, Let's move on. Well, yeah, it's tough with the VFL I, I, yeah, not playing. There's, there's no one to bring in, mate. Yeah. There's going to be a few a names. Plowman. We'll speak about team changes yeah. soon. Uh, Jim Fiddler, why have the wheels fallen off? Well, it simply looks like we're gassed. I yeah, and, and look, we're just not good enough when it's been coming down to it, really. Um, <laughs> this is a great one. Jay Smith says, I enjoy ladder FC games more than Carlton games. Same, as in we watched the bulldogs Freo game on Saturday night and it was... Whew. <laughs> it's nice having to rely on a team that's not Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Eh? The bulldogs Freo game was a very historic moment for... LFC, because it means now, if we're going to miss it, it's going to be on percentage. Davo71 says, we've just seen why DeConning shouldn't be getting a game and why why Dow hasn't been getting a game. Plowman shouldn't have been played for most of the year, and then we drop him the one week we don't have small forwards. Yeah, I couldn't Sorry, agree. small defenders. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um... Mark DT, would we consider Young rucking with JSOS and bring in Kemp against a smaller Melbourne forward line? DeConning isn't a ruckman and Pitternet looked nowhere near fit. 
That is a very interesting suggestion. That is something I haven't thought of. Whew. What do you reckon? No. I don't no? want to see Young in the Ruck. No. I mean, there's no point. But no. let's be honest. Throwing Lewis Young in against Max Gorn. No, I agree. Pit and Ed in the Ruck. But that- I don't... Yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah, it's a lot of just questions of what has gone wrong second half of the year. Um, Tim's trading. We've obviously run out of steam. It's a disappointing finish to a season that promised so much. We need a tough physical preseason, clear some dead wood, and strengthen our bottom end. Work on our strategy and our resilience. It's almost better to miss finals now than getting smashed like that today. Look, I agree with everything apart from that last bit because we need to make finals. We need to just get back there. I've always been in the camp that there's no such thing as bad news to come out of making a final series. Because let's be honest, finishing eighth and ninth, you know, without there being a top eight, yeah, it's like, you know, there's not much difference to it. But playing a final is just something that is so invaluable to this group because it's a step, it's it's a checkpoint out of the way. I don't like hearing people say maybe it's not good for the group to play a final because they're not ready. As in, that's just... Nah, that's not for me. Can we take a step back for a second? I know this is blatantly stating the obvious. But... And I think it's it's something that we say and we think a lot without actually thinking a lot about it, if that makes sense. How is this football club just gotten into this position where we just can't finish in the top 50% of the ladder. Yeah. Like, actually think about that for a minute. Like, we're not at, like we're not at the moment saying we're not winning it. Like, we can't even... We This club has struggled to finish in the top 50% for 20 years. Yeah. Like... It's something we say a lot, and it's something we talk about a lot, but I don't think we actually think about it in detail that much. No, I agree. It's pathetic. It's a club that is just pure... He's missed the code again. It's a club that's just purely in a rut. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's pathetic. As in, this club has just set such a low standard for itself over the best part of 20-odd years that it's scary. Um, Wilson... It has become obvious we've been worked out. Bring lots of heat and we will struggle to score. Yep. Well, I worked it out about 5,000 months ago. (laughs) Our tweet was, you know, that we're going to do a podcast. Drop your comments and questions below. Louie and Bowie said, I wouldn't bother doing one garbage performance. (laughs) (laughs) um, Tommy says, 2017 Ds. What's the response next year? I think I've have I dropped I think I dropped that a couple of weeks ago. I think that you this, dropped it on the spaces. Okay, I said this reeks of the 2017 Melbourne team where they were in it for we most. Don't mind of this. that though, if it leads to what led to at the D's. <laughs> but they were way younger. As in their superstars were in their first, second, third years, not their fifth, sixth, and seventh. So you know they were a bit younger the D's. But it's the same thing. Is now they were in the eight for most of that 2017 season progressed exponentially. It was the first year of Simon Goodwin as well and missed out on percentage on the very final day in the very final match. And then, you know, went on to make a preliminary final the next year. And then, you know, they dropped away and came back. But 
Yeah, Carlton's drop off in 2022. Does rake of Melbourne in 2017. Uh, there's a lot here, just sort of similar stuff. Um, I think we're going to end it there, Bolt, with Twitter questions. Nice. Team changes. Um, okay. Let's get stuck into it. Jack Martin's out. Um, Paddy Cripps is out. Paddy Cripps is out. Who are the emergencies again? Oh, Will Hayes will come in for Jack Martin. Not Corey Durden. Sorry. Durden will come in for Martin. Yep. That's one. Do we have any mids? How's Ed Kerno going? Don't think he'd be ready. Um, I think Hayes will play. Hayes for Cripps. Honey. Could Honey come back in? See, Honey Um, wasn't even an emergency this week. He wasn't. Must was he? What he was managed? What yeah, he was managed the week before. <laughs> Not sure what happened this week. Just wasn't picked. Um, could it just be as simple as Hayes and Durden for for um? I think if he's out of concussion, I think Stocker will play in the middle. I'd throw Stocker in the middle. Why not? Yeah, I like that. Why not for Young? Well, Plowman for I think Young. Plowman will come in for Young, and I think Stocker will come in. For Cripps. And then... No, no, I think Hayes will come in for Cripps. I think one of Setterfield or Dow. I think it'll be Setterfield that goes. Okay. They'll give Dow another week. Yep, I can agree with all that. And then, then Pittenet for DeConning is a big chance of happening too. Now, we say that. Oh, yes. Yeah, what the in, club will do is a different as thing. As in... Uh, and I think, I think there's no chance Young gets dropped. No <laughs> chance. I, I Yeah. I don't know. He but, won't get You know dropped. what? At the start of the season, how predictable were our team changes week to week? You could yeah. nail it. You could go, this guy for this guy, this guy for this guy, but a big better boom, it would happen. We've now gone back to that that tease, it's just Carlton. A, it's, it's just a lottery. It's just, it, it, but it, hang on. They, their team changes in the first 10 weeks were not only predictable, but they were just spot on. They yeah, nailed them. For sure. It wasn't this... It wasn't this you know, move people around to bring in the best players available. It was next man up. And they've deterred from that. They've moved away from that, I reckon. I know that they, you know, once again... They've also just been dropping some weird plays. As in, O'Brien got dropped a few weeks ago. I thought Plowman was a weird omission. Obviously, Silvani was a weird one. As in, Durden, like, I'm happy to say, he was dropped this week. As in, that's a weird one. It's just been weird. Hmm. Something's in the water. Yep, and I ain't drinking it. <laughs> um, all right. Next week against the D's. Saturday night, MCG. There'll be 75 there. Yeah, thereabouts. How do we win? <sighs> no, honestly. Well, I, I, what do, who do we need to shut down? What do we need to do? I think... Well, Can we win? Well, if- there was the statistic from Friday night, which showed that Stephen May and Jake Lever didn't have one intercept mark between them. So that's a really big thing. You know, make sure that they can't defend so easily. Yeah. That's a big one. I think another big one is... It's actually a bit of a strange one, but we've just been getting shamozzled off the halfback line the entire season. I think... They've got really... They've got a they, they do. And I Gus think, Brayshaw has to be shut down. And that's the one. And I, he's a bit of a... Gus Brayshaw is one of those guys at Melbourne who are a bit untouchable yeah. in Melbourne circles. And I think that's the guy that you assert yourself physically against. Gus Brayshaw. Yeah. I think that's the guy. 
that they go for. I really do. Um, and yeah, we've just got to... We've got to keep the game quick. And that might suit Melbourne a bit too, but we're not going to win if it's slow because it's going to make it far too easy for Lever and May and Petty just to chop off. Yeah. So we just have to be unpredictable, play in space and make sure that they're disorganized. Well, the blueprint to beating them is right in front of us because Collingwood just did it. And we're capable. Yeah. Finals are on the line, Bolt. Win and we're in. Win and we're in. This club... It's, we need it so much. The club needs it. The players need it. You beat Melbourne, you might beat Collingwood, and you might see yourself actually hosting a final. Yeah. No. If we win two, we could finish sixth. Could we? No. No? Well, there I, well, yeah, I didn't look at the ladder. I didn't do my LFC homework. Apologies. but That won't happen, but... But going into the finals of two wins against two top four teams, beat Melbourne, and you might just make up for the shambolic fortnight that's just occurred. Yep. A week is a long time in football. Go Blues. And just as importantly, (laughs) can the bloody Giants this week at Marvel. 1.45 Saturday. Well, hang on. A quick LFC. Oh, we're down... I think Richmond will be fine. Richmond will be fine. Carlton win one, Carlton make it. If the Bulldogs lose one, they can't. If St Kilda lose one against Brisbane at home, Sydney at home, they probably can't either. But I don't... Th- just go, Blues. As in, fate's in our own hands for the third week in a row. Mm. Third week. It's our third match point, as you like to say, in your yep. little tennis world. Yep, third match point. It goes to juice next week, a sudden death juice. Yes. If we don't win it this week, so... Mm. But we could see this a mile away, and I think it is going to go to next week. But, fingers crossed, we can... Because if we win this week, that'll be pulling it out of our ass. Like, Yeah. I can't say I'm expecting to win, but we'll see. I think there's a clear strategy. We need to have... We need to have... A first or second quarter, which blows them away. We need to have a six-goal first quarter or a six-goal second quarter, and we need to go back to what was winning us matches in the first half of the year and just defend for for our lives. Yeah, well, yeah. It's almost we, we, we like in soccer terms. Yeah. Kick a bag and park the bus. <laughs> that's what we need to do to win, and that's how you can beat Melbourne because they've got a dreadful... Uh, you know, they haven't got a dreadful forward line, but for a team that's contending for a flag, they've got a dreadful forward line. Uh, I don't think the lead will get out big enough for that to happen. they just got to keep the game on our terms and just make sure they can't set up, but we'll see. Bolt, thank you. See you at the MCG. We will see you there. Go Blues. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blue.